Good morning, um, wailing daughters of the king. Um, I'm going to go into a short prayer, and then I'll get into the word of encouragement. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you. Good morning, God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity um, to be used by you to speak, Lord. Lord, I may not know what to say, but you know what to say, Lord, um, to your daughters. So, Lord, I pray that you use me, Lord. Touch my lips as you have touched Isaiah's lips, Lord, and remove any uh, guilt or sin, Lord, that is in me, Lord. Remove me out of the way. Increase in me, Lord. You, God, you increase so my eye may decrease, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. And I repent of anything I have said and thought of that was not pleasing to your sight, God. Lord, minister the word like never before, Lord. You minister the word, not me. Get me out of the way, Lord. And this is my prayer to you. In Jesus' holy name I pray. I say amen. Okay. So my title is called Time for Change. Time for Change. A Time for Change. Uh, one of the things people, you know, struggle with is, is change. You know, I you know, for say, I, I struggle with change. Um, what is change? Change re- replaces something with something else, especially something of, of some kind that is newer or better. Substitute one thing for another. Um, again, I'm going to repeat the definition of change. Change replaces something with something else, especially something of the same kind that is newer or better. Substitute one thing for another. Change is constant. Change is inevitable. Change is unavoidable. We change seasons. We change in age. Um, we change uh, in everyday life. We change our careers. We change our hair. We change our nails. We change our appearance. Okay, so one of the things, you know, that was life-changing to me was, you know, in December 15, 2022, last year, you know, I had lost my job of 15 years, and um, I wasn't really happy there, but, you know, it was a job. You know, I worked in the hospital. I, I, you know, worked with people. I served the people, and just like that, you know, my life changed, and um, it was like a bad relationship that I had with my job, but I, I didn't want to get rid of it because it was something stable and something secure. You know, I it was something that 
I was used to the same old routine, you know, because it was convenient to me. You know, I didn't want to change. I didn't I didn't like to change. I don't like change preferably. I don't. So I just like to do the same old thing, you know, even though um when I walked in it was just toxic. You just could feel the toxicity of that place. Like you I I didn't feel good. Like I had headaches. I just you know, but I was comfortable, you know, because it was, it was something secure. You know, um, I had decent, I had a decent pension. I had a decent, you know, 401k, you know, and I didn't, I didn't want to change, you know. So um, how was, you know, I, how was, God going to, you know, how how could I say God is completely um, for me if I didn't, you know, want to change, you know. I was a workaholic. You know, all I knew was to work. You know, I had to, you know, I had received a word um, <clears throat> like nine or eight years ago to change my job, to let go of my job. And I refused to do so. And um, so I, you know, kept working. I kept coming up with excuses not to let go of the job, you know. So I, you know, said, you know, God, I got some loans. I have this to pay off. I have a car. I have this. I have that. And I just refused to get rid of it. And, you know, God took it away from me. And I was, I became depressed, you know, like, you know, I thought that I couldn't do better, you know, maybe because I was told I couldn't do better. But, you know, God was telling me to come out of it. Um, I have something better for you. Um, he just completely pulled the rug from me. You know, I was, I, I didn't want to change. So, you know, you know, I would always say, you know, God is my provider. Did but did I really believe that? You know, um, I just kept saying I, I, I. You know, and but God was saying He wants to be the provider. He wants to do this. You know, I would be my own God. You know, so, so how can God? be a God, if he, you know, the word says, God, my God shall, shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Not I will supply my needs, but God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So, or not my mother or not my brother or not anyone else. God had to be God in my life, and I just didn't know how. You know, I, I, I resisted the hand of God. So um, here are some points that people are afraid to change. I, had, I wrote five reasons why people refuse to change, and... One is fear. People are afraid of the unknown. 
um, people don't know where, you know, where they're going and how to change. So people are unwilling to change. Um, but in Isaiah 41 and 10, which reads, um, I'm going to go to the NIV version. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And number two, the second reason why people don't change is ignorance. People don't understand the why so they remain unbothered to change. Um, like, for example, in the Bible, Hosea 4, 6 states this. Um, and this is the NIV version. My people are destroyed from the lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected the knowledge, I also reject you as my priest, because you have ignored the law of God. I also will ignore your children. And that's Hosea 4 and 6. That's with ignorance. And the third reason why people don't change is laziness. People are just unwilling to work or try something new. It's just too hard. You know, they uh, it requires a lot of time, um, so therefore people don't change, and um, the scripture I have for that is Proverbs 13 and 4, the NKJV version, New King James Version, which reads this, um, Proverbs 13. And four. That is the NKJ version. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of a diligent shall be made rich. So, um, you know, when you're lazy, you know, nothing happens, but when you're, you know, actively working, you know, you become rich. And that's only according to, you know, committing to the change. And, okay, and the next reason is rebellion. Now, um, the children of Israel were rebellious because they refused to accept change and and refused to change because they were conditioned. They had the slave mindset. Their, their minds were trapped in the past. They weren't free. And, and God was trying to um, make them rich, make them free, but they couldn't see it. And... Um, I'm going to read from Numbers 14, 1 through 9, the NIV um, version. 
which reads this. This is um, NIV. This is speaking about how people are rebellious. You know, we could relate to people, you know, are willing to change what they use, rebellion. So that is number 14. That's one through nine, and I'm going to do the NIV version. Um, the people rebel. The night, of, the night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept out loud. All Israelites grumbled against Moses, and Aaron and the whole assembly said to them, if we only we had died in Egypt or this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land? Only let us fall by the sword. Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of, of the whole Israelite assembly, gathered there. Joshua, the son of Nun, Caleb, son of Jephna, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israel, Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into the land, a land flowing with milk and honey. We'll, we'll give it to you. Give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid. The people of the land, because we will devour them, their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. So they, you know, they didn't believe on what, you know, even though God had did all these signs and miracles, you know, the Israelites continued to be rebellious. They were so conditioned in their minds to be slaves. You know, they, they, they actually said they wanted to go back to slavery, to go back to, who wants to go ever go back to bondage? But, you know, um, humanly speaking, sometimes we do think these things. You know, we think, okay, like, I'm better off there. You know, so, you know, you know, what, why in the right mind would, you know, anyone think about going backwards to a slave mindset? You know, their, their minds were not removed, so they were so conditioned, you know, they built other gods. They, they did what the Egyptians, Egyptians did, you know. So that was an example why, you know, of rebellion and, and, and um, they were they were stubborn people, and the next one is the fifth one is pride. Um, pride. Um, people don't change because of pride. They they don't think anything is that needs to be changed. Um, if it ain't fixed, then so why? If it's not broken, why fix it? You know, people would say um, they 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 don't see anything wrong with it in their own eyes. So um, the scripture I have for pride is 
you know, uh, uh, Proverbs 16, verse 18. Okay. Let's go to Proverbs 16 through 18. That is the NIV version. Pride goes before destruction and a hearty spirit before a fall. You know, um, they didn't want to, they were stuck in their ways. And they didn't, you know, people, some people don't feel the need to change. You know, they just think that, hey, I'm I'm good over here. Like, you know, like I don't need to change, you know. So that's a scripture I have for uh, for pride, these are the five reasons why people, you know, refuse to change. And um, uh, but, okay, let's see. To change comes with challenge. Um, to change comes is a call for betterment. Call for God's changes, call for advancement. Um, for example, you know, if I had to relate, I would, you know, go to the book of, you know, Genesis um, with Abraham. You know, God called Abraham to change. You know, he called him to be a great nation. You know, he called him to be a blessing to um not just for himself, but generationally, like down the line. And, you know, Abraham uh, accepted that change, accepted that call to change, you know, to be, to break barriers, to make change. Um, you know, it was an advancement. It was not to hurt him. It was not to harm him. So, you know, let us embrace change. Um, like an example, I love the uh, what it says in Genesis twelve one through three in the NIV version. Um, you can go to it real quick. Um, this is this touches me every time when I think about you know being reluctant to change. Is like you know it's like. He's not trying to harm you. God is just trying to call you in advancement, call you to speak, call you to preach, call you to um, embrace his change, you know. So um, Genesis 12, 1 through 3 says, you know, when God called Jay, uh, Abraham out to change the Lord, and the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and whosoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on the earth will be blessed through you. Amen. So, you know, when God calls you to change, he calls you for advancement. He calls you for betterment. 
um, some people, their eyes may be blind to see that. You know, you, you, people are looking from it from a, a, a natural eye, but he wants you to look supernaturally. You know, God sees aerially. He, he, he sees in all views. And um, let's not be complacent uh, or stagnant to be the same is what I can encourage you ladies with. Um, let's change our mindset uh, because, you know, hey, I lost my job, you know, because I kept saying, I, I did this, I did this. But, no, God, if, if, if God is Jehovah Jireh, if he's our provider, then allow God to be that. Don't do it for yourself. Uh, fall back. Um, let God do the work, you know. Um, a lot of people like to put their hands on, you know, on what God is doing, and God doesn't want that. He He can be God by himself. So, you know, so um, what I have is to embrace change and that already, you know, God has prepared. Let's not be pretenders of the word. Nor God, he doesn't need actress. He doesn't need um, the fake you. He needs the real you. And for it to be the real you, you have to, you know, embrace that thing. Embrace God's change, you know, um, when we accepted and we took that vow for Christ, you know, um, we made a commitment to say that, you know, yes to your will, yes to um, your ways, not partially but fully committed to God um, because he, he cannot change the fake you. He can't work with that. He knows when we're faking or not. So, um, yes, God is, he's a gentleman, but God has a way of making you willing to change. And um, he disciplines the one, he does definitely discipline the one he loves. Um, so when he does, when he takes things away, he has something better. Just like as I read the definition for change, change means something better. Change means something greater than what you, your eye can see. Uh, not what, uh, what you could do, but what God can do. So that, that's my uh, word. Um, I have a few scriptures uh, supporting embracing change. A um, few more scriptures. And that is Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. And that is the NIV version. And this is like my main um, text that I, you know, pretty much embrace. Like, it's a, it's a great scripture. I'll read it out. Um, that is Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. 
reads this. That is NIV version. And uh, read this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, nor it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and the stream in the wasteland. Amen. I'm going to read that again because it's, it's so good. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Amen. So, and uh, the next scripture I have is Colossians. 310, that is also the NIV version. Reads. And I and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Uh, once again, it's Colossians 3.10, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Amen. And the next scripture is Jeremiah ten twenty three. Um, that is also the NIV version. Lord, I know the people's lives are not their own. It's not from their direct, their steps. Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It's not from them to direct their steps. And that's um, Jeremiah 10.23, the NIV version. And um, next one is, you know, Romans 12.2. You know, that deals with the mind. we got to renew our mind. And I'll read it for anyone that is, you know, maybe a new believer, maybe you don't know. Um, but it's definitely a scripture that we always have to repeat daily because um, the enemy tries to play with our minds. So do not be confirmed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, you know, like again, the, the the Israelites were conditioned um, to that slave mentality, so they didn't. They were refused to renew their mind. They were refusing to come out of change. 
So um, we have to make sure our mind is constantly renewed daily, um, you know, every hour on the hour, because we, we as human beings, like, we have so many thoughts in our minds. Like, we think about, you know, a human being thinks about something like 70,000 things, like, a day, you know, we can think about, you know, when I read that, when I did that read, like 70,000 things a day, you know, thoughts. So some thoughts are negative, some thoughts are positive. So we definitely have to continue to renew our minds um, when the enemy tries to, you know, whisper something negative or that is not God. We just have to cast it down. We just have to put those thoughts captive to God. So renew our minds. Renew our minds for that change. Amen. So in the next scripture, it is Jeremiah 29 and 11. Um, we know the scripture, but, you know, I, I said, like, maybe there's a new timer, a new person on the line may not know the scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Amen. So, you know, God is not, you know, he's intentional about you. He has his hands on you. Once his hands is on you, he he wants he has his plan to make you rich in your mind. Not just rich like in like things, but rich in spirit. You know, kingdom rich, kingdom lifestyle, kingdom because we are kingdom um, women. You know, so we have to act as such. So, you know, as I close out, you know, God wants to change your zip code. God wants to change your name. God wants to change your appearance. God wants to um, give you hope, give you a future. He wants to bless you. God doesn't have to, you know, chase you to bless you, you know. So change is for the betterment. Change is for uh, advancement. Change is to grow maturely in God. Um, increase, you know, because change, like I said, is constant, and we can't stop it. It's, it's inevitable. Um, so we have to embrace the change um, that God has, you know, offered us um, because it, we can't stop change. Um, amen. So, you know, what ministers to me as well, um, you know, before coming on the line, it was, you know, uh, Tamala Mann's song, you know, change me, oh God. So, you know, like, that really, it's a, it's a real, like, it really ministers. So I encourage you to listen to it because it, it really helps. It really, it, you know, these scriptures will help you as well to encourage you and to embrace change. So um, as I close out, what, you know, the question is what, um, changes God is asking you to do, 
um, and embrace it and go forth with it and without looking back, without being, you know, rebellious or have any pride or have um, um, any, uh, sorry, laziness, you know, no more excuses to not change. Um, That's pretty much what I have, you know, just don't be unbothered, you know, don't feel like, okay, um, because it doesn't look like it has to change. I don't have to change, you know. But go forth with the change. Um, if he tells you to come out of this job, he tells you because he has something better, you know. You know, maybe he wants you to uh, build a business or, or create a business. You know, maybe he wants you to be, uh, uh, you know, he calls it to ministry. You know, there's so many things why he wants you to change. He sees it from beyond what we can see. So um, that's what I have um, for you. I hope you ladies got something out of it. Um, amen. Amen, amen.